Welcome to our podcast with Jana Nunez and Arena Capitula. Our purpose is to equip and empower others by sharing real life stories. Okay, let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it. All right. Hi, friend. Hey, I am so happy to one, be able to finally hug you. Yes. <laughs> to be here um, and for you to get your story out. Yeah. yeah. If there's one thing besides who you are that I love about you, it's mm-hmm. that you're bold enough to share your story. And yeah. so, um, just for our listeners, whoever's you know listening, whoever doesn't know, this is our friend Rachel, and she is kind of famous. Uh-huh. <laughs> she wrote a book. <laughs> yeah, that makes you famous. Yeah, That's fine. no, she wrote a book, and it's her story, and it's powerful. <clears throat> and so, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's exciting. I'm always grateful for an opportunity to just tell. What God has done, really, mm-hmm. yeah, um, his story, right, mm-hmm. and what he's done in my life. And <clears throat> um, I'll give you a brief version of okay. what's in the book. But you can find this yeah. book at uh, john1930.com okay. and, you know, get the full meal deal yeah. <laughs> in there. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I grew up in church. I've always loved Jesus mm-hmm. um, and wanted to serve him. Um, was called into ministry when I was 15, um, clearly heard the Lord say, there's going to be a revival in your generation. You are going to be a part of it. And from that moment on, I was like, this is what I'm doing with my life. I'm in God. What does that look like? What does that mean? Like, I wanted it right now, right here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And what was crazy is I just got taken on this ride. Um, and when I look back, I can look at that as like the marker of like when the enemy really started to come after me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had made that decision in my heart. Like yes. I'm going to serve Jesus with everything I yeah. got. And um, he just came at me in a way that I did not see coming. <laughs> um, and when I was 18, I found myself suddenly in a homosexual relationship and feeling really stuck. Like I had grown up in church, so I knew it wasn't right. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew it wasn't who I was or who was supposed to be, Mm -hmm. but it still felt good. It was fulfilling a need. Okay. Um, So I'm going to pause you there for a sec. So let's, okay. So let's talk about when you, cause obviously you find yourself in this relationship, but there had to have been steps before that. Yeah. So maybe talk about that. Like, how I got in there? Well, like, yeah, like, <clears throat> what, like, because, okay, so let's say that you, the first step happened, and then what made you not want to say anything? Like, why did mm-hmm. you yeah. just still live in it, and, or did you hide it, or did, yeah. you, t- did you, did you tell someone? So let me back all the way up. Okay. Because what happened is I was operating out of a root of rejection. Okay. And um, I had experienced um, rejection from... Um, family, from friends, from other guys, you know, like I had my little fifth grade crush and um, it was a, a, a little fifth grade thing. And mm-hmm. then that kid moved and mm-hmm. never talked to me again. And it was like, what happened? You know, and you're yeah, 11 yeah. and you don't know what to do with that, mm-hmm. you know. And <clears throat> um, I just had over and over and over this rejection wound um, wow. from people, especially with family, like people that were supposed to love me. Wow. Um, men who are supposed to love mm-hmm. me in my life mm-hmm. and just was feeling and had, had gone through between like 13 and 16, like a ton of trauma, a lot of um, verbal abuse of, that just kind of solidified 
that belief inside of mm-hmm. me. Okay. So it's operating out of this place of like, I need someone to love me. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I don't know how to fill this need. And it was yeah. honestly a need that should have been filled by my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love my parents. Yeah. I have nothing bad to say about them. They yeah. were doing the best that they could. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was the one who was having this internal, like, right. not believing what was really true. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, um, you know, this is this relationship it happened with my best friend. So mm-hmm. it was really easy because okay. we already spent all, yeah. all of our time together. Mm-hmm. We already we stayed over at each other's houses. Mm-hmm. We um, already hung out all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We went to school together, you know, we did weekends together, mm-hmm. um, and truthfully, I went on this missions trip with her and her family, and um, we shared a bed, which was not abnormal, mm-hmm. but it was, like, yeah. tiny, because, you know, you're in Mexico, and it's whatever, yeah. <clears throat> and um, someone made a joke about wow. how um, we'd have to, we'd re- really have to cuddle up in there, because... You know, the bed's mm-hmm. small, and it's cold out, and all this stuff. And um, that single uh, <laughs> that single statement mm-hmm. just sent us on this spiral wow. of, um, yeah, let's try that. Mm-hmm. Ha ha. And, and our um, responses just being like, I kind of like that. And okay. it, one thing just led to another. Mm-hmm. Until farther and farther and farther, and you've crossed the line so yeah. far that you're like, I don't understand. Like, how did I even get here? How did I get here? Um, you know, but there was this confusion of like, I I actually do kind of like, yeah, the attention, um, the touch, the mm-hmm. the being loved. And I remember telling God like, <clears throat> I would hear Him say, Rachel, this really isn't what I have for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was so loving, but like really straightforward. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I know, but I really don't care because this yeah. feels good. Okay. And um, and I just got to the point where I even just felt really stuck mm-hmm. in the relationship mm-hmm. because it was a total secret. Yeah. And it was easy to keep it a secret because of our friendship prior to this mm-hmm. happening. And so I don't know that anyone suspected that yeah. there was anything going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but inside, it was eating me up, you know. And, and I remember having discussions about, um, you know, let's run away and get married in San Francisco and um, and thinking, what are you doing? But I felt like that is where I was going to end up because I yeah. didn't know how to get out of what was going on. Okay. And, um, yeah. Okay. There. Okay, so you find yourself. <laughs> so there in this, I was. Yeah. yeah. So you find yourself in this relationship, and then what switched? What made mm-hmm. you yeah. like, okay, like enough is enough, you know? Yeah. So things actually got worse before they got better. Okay. And um, we graduated high school, and my friend decided she was going to move um, out of state for college. And I did not hear the Lord tell me to move. I had to stay home. I lived with my parents. Like it was just terrible. <laughs> Like, you know, you're ready to get out and see the world. And all mm-hmm. my friends were leaving, and I was living at home, um, community school, and hating my life. And mm-hmm. on top of that, now this relationship has has um, severed, and 
I have no idea who I am, what mm-hmm. I'm supposed to yeah. be doing. Um, I, but I'm in ministry school. I'm like in right. Bible college. And you're hearing from God because you said wow. that. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Wow. So I'm, I'm just hearing like, I'm from just, him. I, got, I, I, I want people to grasp this yeah. because you're going to church. You knew the call. You knew your calling on your life. I was a youth intern. You were a yeah. See, you're a yeah. youth intern. <laughs> yeah. But yet here you have this <clears throat> this struggle mm-hmm. that you're that's happening inside. Right. And yet nobody knew. Right. And um, what that led to was a complete spiral of um, downright yucky depression, mm-hmm. um, crazy panic attacks. Um, I had anxiety so bad, I, like, couldn't even eat. Um, Like, it just messed me up physically, mentally, um, spiritually. I was like, what? I don't understand God. Like, you know, I get it. Like, Mm -hmm. I was living in sin, and but can we just not talk about it? Like, okay, Mm -hmm. fine, it's over. Can we move on? You know, how Mm -hmm. do I just forget that that even happened? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um sorry you know so much repentance like I'm sorry Mm -hmm. um and so I I end up um I'm at a Barlow Girl concert like back in the day (laughs) (laughs) they don't even exist anymore okay I was like I don't know who that is I know my 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 real Christian MVPs will okay okay (laughs) (laughs) you guys are real Christians yeah okay (laughs) I'm joking. Yeah. Anyway, so we're at this concert, and um, this was at the time when the song How He Loves had just came out. Okay. Okay, It was really big. Everyone's singing it, covering it, and it's at the end of their concert, and um, they sing that song, and then they stop kind of in the middle of it, and they're like, you know what? Like, we're going to invite people to come to the front for prayer, and I don't remember if anyone else went up for prayer. I don't remember um, anything except the song they were singing. I don't know why they called people up there. I don't know. And I just was like, that's me. Yeah. Like, something was happening in my heart about, like, you know, God was saying, Rachel, you, what's really going on is you don't understand how much I love you. Wow. Because he was the one that ultimately was supposed to be filling the hole right. I had been trying yeah. to fill with lots of other things. Mm-hmm. And... I went forward, this little old lady from the church that mm-hmm. they were being hosted at mm-hmm. prayed for me. I don't know what she said. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I just remember, <clears throat> you know, going up there crying, you know, and she's praying for me. And I went back to my seat, and I can I can look back and say that was the day that things finally started to turn around. Wow. Um, a couple months later, I heard God call me here in Portland and to finish school here. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was an awesome opportunity to, like, forget about everything that happened yeah. and come recreate myself. Um, but what ended up happening is I had not ever dealt with that still inside. And I just mm-hmm. kind of stuffed it farther. Yeah. And, um, you know, I find myself a few years post-college um, really having another struggle with just the confusion of that was a part of my life. Does that mean I'm gay? Does that mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, my gender is fluid? Like all these new ideas yeah. were starting to yeah. come um, into popular culture conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I had Christian friends telling me that I had gone to school with telling me um, that my, I was probably gender fluid, and it was all good, and I should just explore that and wow. um, live into that. And what that led to, because I knew I didn't want to go back there, 
And um, what that led to was uh, an addiction to pornography and masturbating. Mm-hmm. And so here I was again yeah. in secret and in hiding mm-hmm. and not wanting to deal with yeah. the things that I was struggling with. Yeah. And again, I'm serving at church. Right. I had helped plant a church. That's what we were doing. You know, we were about a year into that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm serving with youth. You know, I'm just seeing God like, you know, all the things that yeah. I mm-hmm. thought I was supposed to be doing, I'm doing. But again, now I'm going home and I'm watching porn. I'm drinking and partying because I'm trying to numb the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, I'm... I'm, yeah, so much just garbage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I basically that became like your coping mechanism. Yep, mm-hmm. totally. And so um, I had tried to stuff that so far out of my mm-hmm. life that um, the day that God gave me an opportunity to deal with it, I actually didn't even know what he was talking about because I had disconnected myself wow. so much from what I was doing in secret. Um, I was standing in church and there was an altar call and, um, I heard God say, you need to go forward for prayer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, over my dead body for what? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, why would I go yeah. up there? Yeah. You know? Cause I was like, there's no way I'm ever telling anyone what's yeah. going on. Uh-huh. And, and I had removed it from my own mind and I was like, well, okay. Like, I just can't hurt anyone. And I literally felt like I was pushing me to the yeah. front. I was like, fine, whatever. <laughs> So I go up there, I'm, you know, stand in front of one of my friends, she doesn't ask what's going on, she starts praying for me, and it was so crazy because she's praying about unworthiness, which obviously, be, you know, was a thing mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I had known that, and people had prayed that for me before, and I was so ticked off. <laughs> I was like... And she's praying for me, and I'm having this internal dialogue with God. Yeah. And I'm going, this better be the last time we have to pray about unworthiness. Like, this is so dumb. Uh Like, how have I not got it yet? Yeah. You know? So I'm, like, having this back and forth with God, and she's praying. I'm like, whatever. Pray whatever you want. (laughs) You know, I'm mad. (laughs) You know? And um, she leans down in my ear, and she says, pornography, you have to go in Jesus' name. She'd gotten this word of knowledge, and she just went for it. And I was like, that's wild because, <laughs> you know, I look back on that, and I'm like, that took some guts yeah. because I yeah. was not the girl you would have thought would have been dealing with that. Yeah. So for her to just mm-hmm. go out on the ledge and go, you know what? That's what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had a choice to make right. in yeah. that moment. Right. Like, and I remember thinking, Rachel, you can keep lying mm-hmm. um, and keep up this charade but you need to be really honest with yourself right now. You are miserable. Yeah. And this is not, like, this is not what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. And your life is not good. You know, you're putting on this show, but it's not good. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was choice one. Or I could tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And I knew that it might cost me friends. It mm-hmm. might cost me work. It might cost me my ministry. Like, mm-hmm. I might never be allowed to do ministry or preach again or any of that. Yeah. Um, work with kids, that I, which I love. Um, it could cost you family relationships. Yeah. It could cost you um, maybe even jobs. Like, I'm just like, it could cost yeah. me everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I literally just said to myself, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I don't That's care. Good. Yeah. When you say, right when you started saying that, I'm like, okay, 
So you decided that you actually val- valued yourself mm-hmm. more than yep. the roles that you could have. Yeah. Right. That was the game changer. Yep. Is you decided, okay, you know what? I'm going to choose yeah. myself. Right. Over these things. Mm-hmm. Totally. When our wow. pastor, just a couple weeks before that, had he had said this phrase, and it had stuck with me, and he had said that his freedom was worth the fallout that was going to come mm-hmm. from telling the truth. And that stuck with me so much that I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? This freedom is what I need. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what the fallout is. Yeah. And I was like, I think I have, like, you know, a couple friends that will stick by me and yeah. help me. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm like, I think I can trust this community that I'm in. Yeah. That they're actually going to walk this out with me. But we're just going to have to see. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you know what, God? Like, I'm in. Like, wow. I'm done living like this. I, I can't, I just can't, I can't mm-hmm. do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And not only did the pornography go, but that was um, the end of drinking. It was the end of partying. Um, I started to um, distance myself from some of those relationships that mm-hmm. were just toxic yeah. Yeah. in my life. And what that led to was now dealing with all the way back to little Rachel, mm-hmm. who was really hurt. Um, by rejection and by believing that she was a mistake and believing that no one loved her and having to go back to little Rachel Mm -hmm. and go, you know what, like that wasn't true. Or even if it was, like, God, Mm -hmm. what is the truth about who I am Mm -hmm. and who you say I am and my value and all this stuff, you know? And so it was so much bigger than um, this sexual sin. Right. And even the mental stuff that was going on and the addiction, um, it really was that root of rejection. And what I figured out was once I got the root out, yeah, then all these other things just started to die because yeah. they yeah. weren't being fed by that root mm-hmm. right. anymore. Yeah. So good. That is so good. So Rachel, so you kind of touched a little bit. What did the process mm-hmm. look like? Like you walking that out, mm-hmm. you know, like the practical of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the first thing I had to do was get some serious accountability. Okay. Um, I had to, I chose three or four women who were mm-hmm. older than me who I gave full permission mm-hmm. to ask me any question, anytime about how I was doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I just came to know, like, I can trust them. Yeah. And still to this day, there's times when, you know, I find myself, you know, struggling with stuff and I will call them and confess. Mm-hmm. Just be like, this is what happened, you know, and, and, um, I can trust them to pray for me mm-hmm. and know my heart yeah, and always be pointing good. me back to Jesus. So I found those people mm-hmm. in my life yeah. and I intentionally sought them out. Which is went, huge because yeah. you, you said earlier that you had Christian friends right. yeah. before, mm-hmm. yep. but they were telling you, well, just, you know, just explore, right. just yeah. see, this might be, you know, this might be mm-hmm. who you are. Yeah. And so the difference between the two was, you said it, is these ones are always pointing you back to Jesus. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. 100%. And then just like really practical things, um, I I had to stop listening to certain music. I had mm-hmm. to stop watching certain TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, like I already said, like distanced myself from those friendships yeah. that were not good for me, the friends that I drank with, the yeah. friends that I partied mm-hmm. with, um, and, and intentionally just envelop myself in my church community that was going to build me up and push mm-hmm. me toward the life I actually wanted to live yeah. um, and hold me to that, you know. But those mm-hmm. things of, like, 
Like, I can't even tell you how many times God has been like, yeah, turn the show off. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm mm-hmm. four episodes in, and I'm, like, really <laughs> invested, you know? And it's yeah. like, shoot. Yeah. You know? And I'm yeah. like, oh, hey. Now I watch the same shows, like, the same three shows, like, mm-hmm. over and over, because I just know I can trust them, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but, you know, that would happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, I had to, um, I had to decide that obeying mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit yeah. meant more to me mm-hmm. than a stupid TV show that mm-hmm. I really didn't care about, mm-hmm. you know? And there's stuff that, like, there's stuff that my friends, it doesn't it doesn't bother mm-hmm. them. They mm-hmm. don't have that problem, and so they can watch that stuff, and I can't. Yeah. yeah. That's you know? Good. And, same. And, same yeah. Mm-hmm. And Different so, reasons, but same, you know, it's the same thing, right? Like, it can trigger yeah. something. Yeah. You don't know what it is, and so it's just like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, the it. reason I wanted to ask that is because I feel like when it comes down to sexual sin, it's a little bit different, mm-hmm. you know, just knowing that from not necessarily being personal experience, but knowing from experience, you know, marriage and all of that yeah. is that it takes a lot of dealing with, Yeah, right? you know, and it's a battle mm-hmm. that is not like, okay, well, I'll pray about this <laughs> and I'll <laughs> repent and right. then, you know, and then that's it, you know, or like, even just like get some freedom. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is accountability, you know, and yes. there's action steps that you have to take, you know, so it's yeah. really good, you know, to hear like. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, God showed me, I kind of mentioned it already, but he, I, we, I think we believe that sexual sin is the root problem mm-hmm. of what is going on in people's lives. Mm-hmm. But what God showed me, he showed me this picture of a tree and he said, um, the branches of the tree are actually um, same sex and pornography mm-hmm. and depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and wow. the anger that you feel and yeah. the codependency that you have. And wow. like, they're all branches. just branches of the tree and underneath the ground is the root of, and for me it was rejection mm-hmm. of that rejection. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I think we have to treat, these are symptoms, Yeah, you know, That's and good. so it's okay to treat real. a symptom. But what happened to me is I, I got rid of this same sex branch mm-hmm. and came back up over here as pornography addiction and so you know I had to allow God Mm -hmm. to go all the way in and Mm -hmm. and take that root out so that those things didn't have anywhere to grow from and whenever I see those things crop back up in my Mm -hmm. life it's usually okay where am I feeling rejected yeah Yeah, that's (laughs) good but that was a long process I mean that was two three four five years and even still you know like still things come up and I'm like okay there's something else to deal with Mm -hmm, you know and um but I think that's so important you know like we can treat symptoms Mm, that's so good Mm -hmm. and that's fine but Mm -hmm. only for a while yeah because we've got to get to what's really going on yeah Mm -hmm. you know if someone has cancer and they're yeah. in pain. We're not just going to hand them ibuprofen yeah. right, and say, you're good. You'll feel better. Mm-hmm. No, we need to figure out what's really going on mm-hmm. yeah. inside of you and mm-hmm. treat the actual problem instead of covering, like, Band-Aids, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. I'm thinking of, okay, so we're talking about the process of it. Um, what would you say, maybe for somebody that is not necessarily dealing with it, but they have whether it's a son or a daughter Mm -hmm. or a friend or someone, you know, what would you say as far as maybe just some advice, you know, like this is something you can do. So I think what happens is we, we catch ourselves just kind of like, uh, that's too big. Mm -hmm. I don't know where to even start. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, first thing I always tell people is that, um, we have to start being spirit led 
mm-hmm. when we ask these questions, yeah. especially when it comes to helping um, a family member, a friend mm-hmm. in same sex. It's like um, God knows at the exact right time that people are ready. You know, God, mm-hmm. God yeah. let me sit in that pornography for a while. Mm-hmm. And he knew that on that day, when he dropped that word of knowledge in someone, that I was going to be ready to make a choice, yeah. you know. And so um, just the importance of, like, tuning into the Lord and going, mm-hmm. okay, God, what do you actually want me to do right now? Yeah. Not like, I want mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to talk to this person. Yeah. I want to tell them they're wrong, you know. Right, right. Um, it's God, is that what they're ready to hear right now? Okay. And so that would be my first thing mm-hmm. is, so good. is the yeah. foundation is it's spirit-led. And the second thing would be to just remember, remembering that root mm-hmm. thing, right? It's like, mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to panic, Yeah, you know, yeah. don't panic. Mm-hmm. But if I can help my friend or my daughter or whoever it is, um, uncover what's actually going on yeah, yeah, um, and let that play out. Yeah. You know, yeah. you might have to let it play out for a second mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and be uncomfortable mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Um, but helping them actually find, and it really all comes down to identity, mm-hmm. right? And if I can help you find your true identity, yeah. um, then that the other layers of what's going on, I believe, mm-hmm. are just going to start to come off yeah. of their life. And there will be room for some of those harder conversations yeah. once we can get down to... Um, who they really believe they are. Yeah. And so um, I know that's kind of harder because yeah. it feels like it would be easier to just be like, the Bible says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that's that. Well, let's talk yeah. about that for yeah. a little uh-huh. bit because I feel like that's kind of like the norm. Yeah. It's like, well, what's the Bible say? Okay, so then it's wrong. So don't do it. Mm-hmm. Or right. it's like, I don't know, here, you know, like, well, not this one because this one will actually change your life, but like, read this book, <laughs> you know, that's really confusing. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I, I had someone that came to me and that's that was advice that somebody gave them was like, I don't, here, go read the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this person's response when they came back was, well, I guess I'm just going to have to live, it, live with this the rest of my life and just choose, you know, just every day I have to choose just not to give in. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, Wait a minute. That doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Jesus died on the cross so that we didn't have to live That's that right. way. Yeah. You know, and so That's I'm right. like, I, you know, so let's talk about that maybe. Like what, um, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, we have two polar yes. ends of the extremes, yeah. right? So the Bible does say it's sin. Right. And mm-hmm. that is true. Mm-hmm. And we can stand on that. And yeah. that is the foundation of mm-hmm. where we're coming from, right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to, I'm not going to back down on that. Right. Yeah. You know, and I know no. you guys aren't either. Yeah. We shouldn't back yeah. down on the truth. Yeah. Um, but there's also that, so we have truth over right. here. Mm-hmm. And then we have love. And it's like, well, I'll just love you. And, you know, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just let, I'll let you figure it out. And like, if you don't, then it's fine. Like, God loves you. Mm-hmm. But there, there actually is a middle ground. Okay. You know, when we look at the way that Jesus dealt with sinners, yeah, he, you know, my favorite example is the woman who was caught in adultery. Mm-hmm. And these people, they bring her out, and they throw her at Jesus, and yeah, they say, this woman was caught in adultery. Mm-hmm. This is what the law says. Here's what the Bible says. Yeah. We should yeah. be allowed to stone her. Um, what do you say? Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to trap him. And, mm-hmm. and he doesn't say... Um, well, God hates whores, so yeah. go ahead, stoner, you yeah. know. And then that's what the Bible yeah. says, so yeah. go right ahead. Yeah. Um, and he also doesn't just say, well, you guys, just 
just love her, you know, like, yeah. no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> just turn around, act like nothing ever happened. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we see, you know, he says the one who stood out saying can throw the first stone, you know, so it's like, well, he's the only one yeah. standing there who's without sin. So he's mm-hmm. the only one that had the right mm-hmm. um, to make that judgment about what to do with her. Mm-hmm. So they all walk away, you know, but he doesn't say to the woman, um, you know, where are your accusers? They're gone. Okay, anyway, have a good life. Why don't you yeah. go back to whatever you were doing? Yeah. yeah. Right? He says, um, where have they gone? They're not here. Right? So there's mm-hmm. there's no accusation, no condemnation from Jesus. Yeah. But then he says, now go and leave your life of sin. Mm-hmm. So okay. he's loving her. Yeah. He's having compassion mm-hmm. for this woman that's in yeah. front of her. But he's not going to let her stay right. yeah. in her sin. And he's saying, you've got to, you've got to, you know, leave this life style. It's not, you know, essentially saying this isn't what I have for you. This isn't what's good for you. Um, And it is sin. He says your life of sin, Mm -hmm. right? right? So he's being honest and truthful. Mm -hmm. He's not backing down on the truth, but he's also having compassion, you know? And so we've got to, we have to start finding this balance of, um, and what God is really teaching me personally in this season is the heart of the father for the person Mm -hmm. standing in front of me. And it's that he loves them and he loves them enough to not let them stay there. But again, it's like he knows the best timing for that, you know. And so it's hard because we want to live in in one of the Mm -hmm. two extremes because it seems easier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I feel like we've got to we've got to accept this tension yeah. That, that that we need to live in and go, you know what? I'm going to do the hard thing. Yep. And I'm going to stand in the middle mm-hmm. and love you and at the same time be honest. Yeah. And this can be said with any sin. Absolutely. This is the thing that's like, I mean, if we can find this mm-hmm. place, yeah. you know, as believers and and what it looks like to actually love people but also speak the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I've done the same thing. I've been on both sides. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I've done it the wrong way. And it's like, okay, we have to find their hat. I, I just remember yeah. like yeah. a couple of years ago, it was like, I just remember praying and I'm like, oh, there has to be a better way. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be a way that's like, I can still speak your truth, mm-hmm. but I still love them. Yeah. Right. You know? Yep. And I think what you said was key in the very beginning when you said it has to be Holy Spirit led because mm-hmm. there's so many times where I want to just say something because I love mm-hmm. them. Right. You know what I mean? And so right. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, yeah. but it's like, well, wait a minute. Like, they may not be ready to receive that mm-hmm. right now. Let's just, you know, it's because what does Jesus do? He meets us where we are. Right. And then he pulls us out. Right. You know, so. Yeah, it just makes me think, too, like somewhere along the way in the church, we made it believe like homosexuality is the worst. Right. Yeah. There is no return right. once you go that way. <laughs> yeah. And so I think because of that, it's. People are so afraid to actually have a conversation, to actually sit in it and not think like, this is it. Like my child is never returning, you know, which is why I love your story. And I believe that it needs to be heard Mm -hmm. is because of that, you know, because God can restore anything, you know, and we need to stop believing that lie that. Once you go that way, there's no return, you right. know, right. so. And it's almost like we've overcorrected in the church. Yeah. yeah. Like we have yeah. this, like, there's mm-hmm. no return. And yep. now we've swung so far yeah. away from the middle again. We're on this uh-huh. other side where it's like, anyway, just, just go ahead. Yeah. Because we don't yeah. know how to yeah. find 
the middle of mm-hmm. this, and we're just swinging yeah. the pendulum, you know, yeah. on this pendulum, going, well, we were wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's come over here to this side. And we're mm-hmm. wrong about that, too, if yeah. we're being honest. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so it's this. Well, it's like you said, it's just easier. Yep. Because yeah. both of those sides, you actually don't have to put in work. Yeah. Right? On both of those sides. Right. You actually don't have to come mm-hmm. alongside somebody and get yep. in their messy. Yep. You know, like I think about your story, like yeah. you had people that had to come alongside you. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure that there were times where you were like, you had to get corrected. And there were times where it was like, good job, Rachel. Like, yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like yeah. there has to be like this, I'm going to come alongside you, whether it's a good day or a mm-hmm. bad day. Right. doesn't really matter. But yeah. that actually takes work from us. That takes time from us. That takes, yeah. you know what I mean? Like commitment. That takes, and, yes. Commitment you know, like you, you, you know, like you said, it wasn't, you know, one month. Right. It wasn't right. six months. It wasn't even a year. You know, it took time. Yep. Three, five, you know, and still you have these people right. in your life. They're still checking up on you, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it's this true. is good. Totally. And I will just say um, we should not discount the power of prayer. Yeah. yeah. Because every single story that I hear of people coming out of this lifestyle and finding mm-hmm. Jesus, um, I'm, 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 almost positive it's been every single one is um somewhere in there mm-hmm. they had a mom an aunt um uh, a grandma cool, yeah. a cousin mm-hmm. a friend who was praying for them yeah. and they know it yeah. they're wow. like and my mom was praying for wow. me and my cousin and yeah. they can point to it and yeah. go they were praying for me yeah wow no doubt they were praying yeah. for me and and now I'm out of this lifestyle, and so it's like behind every single testimony mm-hmm. that I have found mm-hmm. is a praying person wow. who has committed to, um, you know, I'm not going to give up. Mm-hmm. That yeah. God can make so a difference good. in in this person's life, and mm-hmm. um, I even think, <laughs> you know, I have a uh, grandpa who had a friend, and there's this whole thing like when they were young pastors that the the friend. Um, decided he was gay, left his family. Like, he was a pastor. Like, left his family, everything. Mm-hmm. It was, And it was so not good. It was, like, my grandpa's best friend. And yeah. um, a couple years ago, um, my aunt told me, she goes, your grandpa got a call. And um, the pastor, or the friend's dad, or the friend's son, sorry, mm-hmm. um, had called my grandpa and said, I just wanted you to know after 53 years in that lifestyle, my dad came back to Jesus. He's left that lifestyle. I mean, wow. this man was in his, at least his 70s, if not his 80s. My grandpa's 84. And so Amazing. I just was like, there is always hope. Yes. Yeah. There's always hope. You know, so yeah. I have people that, you know, family members and mm-hmm. friends that I'm like, you've been in this forever. <laughs> like, I just don't see how God mm-hmm. would ever get you out of this. Again, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Is there really any hope? Mm-hmm. And of course it's a choice, yeah. right? It's everyone's making a choice. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I, that just puts so much fire and hope inside of me of like, yeah. it matters. And there's no yeah. way in my mind, there's no way there wasn't someone who was praying yeah. for that man mm-hmm. for 58 years. Yeah. yeah. Right. And like contending for him wow. to come back into his true identity, mm-hmm. to come yeah. back into the kingdom of God and yeah. like yeah. know who he really was. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I just think we can't back down from the simple things. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we want to have conversations. We want to, and mm-hmm. I want to. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to see thousands of people come oh, yeah. out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That lifestyle, and I believe that we will. Yeah. Um, but we can't discount the mm-hmm. small things yes. every day. 
you know? Yeah. And again, that goes back to being Holy Spirit led. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a couple I'm thinking of right now and close friends and, you know, uh, one of them went away, like just totally went like following God, had a mm-hmm. call and then just, you know, and my first reaction was, oh, I'm going to go find this person. I'm going to make sure they know, you know, like I'm mad at you right now. Like, we got to fix this, you know. Yeah. And God straight up told me, you are not doing anything but praying. Wow. Don't even reach out. Don't do anything. And I'm like, what? Like, you know. <laughs> and um, sure enough, I mean, like praying, yep. praying, praying, you know, until finally it was like, and this is both me and my husband were both talking about this because it was like, it's one of those things where you're like, I love them so much yeah. that it's like there's no way. There's right. no way we can just stand, you know, stand right. behind and watch this happen. And so we've been praying, praying, and then finally God gives a green light to my husband. And I'm talking, like, it's just so crazy cool. So, but again, it's like Holy Spirit led. Mm-hmm. Because if I would have gone in my flesh and just like, right. because I wanted to, right. yeah. because I wanted to be heard, right. you know, it wouldn't, it would probably wouldn't have gone anywhere. <laughs> if anything, right. it would have pushed him probably even more so. So, yeah, it's yeah. so good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. This is what we, this is what we do is we just talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, um, again, her book is called coming out, which love that (laughs) a Christian girl's story of coming out of same sex relationships. And I do want to say like, even if you are Mm -hmm. like, well, I don't actually have anybody right Mm -hmm. now that I, you know, think needs this book, just get the book anyways. (laughs) Cause at some point, you know what I mean? Like, and here's the thing. It's also like being prepared. Yes. Right? You know, read the book now so that, that yeah. if something were to come up, you're not like, wait, what? I don't know what to do. Oh, my gosh. Right. You know, yeah. and you start going into the one or the other. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, wait a minute. I actually know that I can love you and speak truth. Yeah. yeah. And I'll say, too, I had a friend who read that, a couple who have been like, I'm not even struggling with that. And, like, mm-hmm. God totally set me free while I was reading your book from wow. something totally different. Yeah. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. So amazing. whatever God did in there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, it's it's about more than just that that issue. Yes. Uh, it's my testimony. But, yeah. man, it's it's applicable to all kinds of things. Yeah. And, Absolutely. Um, and there's another book in the works. Okay. Yay. So that will be fun. Yay. Yay. You guys can look for I that. I love that. <laughs> so do you have a quote your favorite quote, maybe that's in this book oh, that you. Mercy. So the the quote that actually came to mind when you were talking, okay, yeah. but I can't remember it, was the, for every person hacking. Let's see, I don't oh remember. yeah, the it's, branches. It's Henry David Thoreau. Okay. okay. For every thousand hacking at the branches, there's one hacking at the root. Yes. Something like that. Yes, <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. So good. Okay. Thank you for coming on. Yes. yes. Thanks for having we me. We love you. Love yes. you and I'm sure you'll be on. Soon. Another time. (laughs) Part two, some point. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for listening to our podcast. We would love for you to stay connected. You can follow us on Instagram at Arena Capitula and Jana Arnunas. We would be so honored to have you subscribe to our YouTube channel at OK! Let's talk about it. And if you enjoyed this, please share so your friends and family can also feel empowered. Thank you for your support, and we will talk to you soon.